0: In this episode, we'll conclude our study of the book of Galatians by looking at Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, through the end of the chapter. If you have a Bible with you, follow along while I read. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But... I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires." If we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, When he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and let his reason to boast be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. See you with what large letters I am writing you with my own hand. It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who would force you to be circumcised, and only in order that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even those who are circumcised do not themselves keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh but far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but new creation. And as far as all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let No one calls me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers. Amen. As Paul begins concluding this letter about freedom, he wants to make sure that his readers know that freedom and self-indulgence are not the same thing. Freedom is not an excuse to indulge in our physical desires. The point he's making is that freedom to do what we want is only helpful when we want to be godly. Letting physical desires drive our decision-making actually leads us to destruction. Paul says there is a difference between letting our physical desires drive our decision-making and letting the Spirit in us drive that decision-making. They will often be at odds. And Paul lets us know the clearest way to understand whether we're being driven by our physical desires or driven by the spirit, is who we're serving. Are we serving ourselves, being selfish, or are we serving others? Because serving others gives us the best way to exercise our freedom. For a lot of us, that seems counterintuitive. We think if we're giving ourselves to other people, we're diminishing ourselves and therefore we're losing out on something, that we're a slave to that. But what Paul lets us know is that if we genuinely want to experience the freedom to pursue God and his purposes, to be the people he always intended us to be and live the rich, full life that he's promised us, we find that by being spirit led to do the things that God has given us to do, namely serving others. Paul says in this reading that we should love our neighbors as ourselves. He says the whole law can be summed up in that one phrase. And as he goes on to expound that, he basically makes the point that selfish people are not only destroying themselves, but they are consuming others. When I am being selfish, it affects other people very often in a very negative way. So my selfishness not only destroys me, but it has a negative impact on others. Paul goes on to give us a long list of indicators that alert us to the fact that we are being led by our physical desires rather than being led by the Spirit. Paul says that gratifying my physical desires can lead me to sexual immorality, impurity, and sensuality. We often think of those at the top of the list, but he goes on to enumerate several other behaviors that are also sinful and can be indicators that we are indulging in the flesh. He mentions idolatry, which in his letter to the Colossians, he says uh, covetousness is idolatry. Wanting something else, chasing after something other than God is idolatry. He mentions sorcery, uh, trying to get things through magic and manipulation rather than through following God's direction. Enmity. Uh, being hostile toward one another. He mentioned strife and jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, division, when we're envious, drunkenness, orgies. All of these things are behaviors of people who are pursuing their own selfish physical desires rather than letting the Spirit lead them to the purposes that God has given them. Gratifying my physical desires keeps me from inheriting the kingdom of God. Paul says so in verse 21. The reason he can say that, the reason he can say that God is not reigning over those folks is because he is not in charge of a self-indulged life. And when we are making all of our own decisions for our own selfish purposes, we are not acknowledging God as king. It's not that God kicked us out. It's that we don't bow to God as king. When you look at this long list of behaviors, what you see is that these are all approaches for us to get our own way. That's the opposite of what Christianity is, of submitting to Christ as king so that God gets his way. Paul says that when God's in charge, when we're in step with the Spirit, that we will actually see attitudes grow and mature. Our physical desire will be put to death. That is that we will no longer let it dictate our decision-making doesn't mean that we will never have a physical desire. We're just not going to let it dominate the decision-making. And we will see very clearly where the Spirit is leading us. That Spirit will lead us into actions that reach out to others. And Paul says you can see the fruit of that Spirit in us when we grow in love and in joy, in peace, in patience, in kindness, in goodness in faithfulness, in gentleness, and in self-control. When we see those things growing in us, it is evident that we are being selfless and letting the Spirit lead us and direct us in our decision-making. The opposite is true when we're selfish. Paul lets us know that those who have put their need to gratify physical desires to death are not conceited at all. They're not antagonistic. They don't look for arguments and fights. And they're certainly not envious. As Paul gets into the last chapter of this letter, in chapter 6, he lets us know that those who are spiritual actually are looking to gently restore those who may be enslaved in sin. They are eager to bear others' burdens. They're a humble people. They do their share within the body. They honor their teachers, and they are able to reap or cultivate an everlasting life. Because these folks are not getting tired of doing what's good. They continue to do whatever God wants them to, regardless of the circumstances. And it seems what Paul is describing here is that in that doing good, in seizing those opportunities to do good, We are being led by the Spirit into deeper connections and to greater faith in God. Paul lets us know that as we struggle with our physical desires versus our spiritual needs, that we may be tempted to prioritize in wrong ways or attach values to the wrong things. And so he lets us know that the only thing that has value is new creation. Now, back in chapter 5, verse 6, Paul said, the only thing that matters is faith working itself out in love. These are not two different statements. They're not contradictory. They're part of the same thing. As I learn to let my faith work itself out in love, as has been described in this section, I am being transformed. I am being created anew. I am that new creation that we've been called to be. A couple of verses from other writings of Paul bear this out. Second Corinthians chapter five, verses 16 and 17 says, from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And Colossians chapter 3, verses 9 and 10, Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. We are being renewed as we get to know God better. We get to know God better as we take full advantage of the opportunity that we have to serve and love others. We miss out on those things if we are determined to satisfy our own selfish physical desires. If we want to truly be free to experience human life the way God intended, we have to trust Him and do it His way. Let the Spirit lead us rather than our physical desires. Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, kalirachurchofchrist.org or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter.